0: Log Talk Radio What's up everybody it's the mayor of Slamtown Johnny Mundo and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo.
1: What I'm talking about, a little crazy train right there for the people listeners. You're here live at On the Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can go to onthemat.com, Check out all this information as well as lucky com. Make sure you check that out. And speaking of my lucky gee, got Gabe Rudiger coming on. And I was just checking out some of his videos, and he had on, um of course, his my lucky gee. So not only will we talk about that, MMA and and jujitsu and stuff like that, but we'll talk to him about the lucky gee. Huge show today. It it took me a while to get everything together because everybody. You know, it's weird. Uh, Real quick for the people, and if you're checking us out live on Nicolette Marie um, on her Facebook, where she is live, I got Nicolette Marie sitting to my left, so we could talk for a minute. Say hi to everybody.
2: Hi everyone. Thank you for listening today.
1: (laughs) So we got quite a bit to talk about in the first segment, but before we get into that, I got uh, Julio Rodriguez coming in in about the 15 minute mark. Um, For the people, I don't. I'm gonna bring him on to give him. So that he can give the specific definition of the young boy or whatever, so okay. we'll, we'll we'll get that as well as so much that I want to talk about um, new, the the state of New Japan since we've had this stupid coronavirus going when around the show and stuff is posted, like.
2: Posted, you should post that photo of Julio that I took of him when he sat on that
1: low, 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 low. Oh, we'll get, send that to me. <laughs> send, we'll, we'll talk to him about that when he comes on. Um, you think you might be able to stay for that segment? Because if you can, um, there's oh, a few yeah, things yeah, I want right to ask him. So. I'll shut
2: this off. So
1: yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah, in the, in the second segment okay. after after we go to your stuff or whatever. So they exactly. got them coming up, but so much to talk about. That's why I had Nicolette Marie come in in this first segment because not only do I want to talk to you about the s- sweet masks that Rey León yes, made definitely. for us during this coronavirus so that we can go out in style, but I also want to talk about the big WWE cuts, and I want to talk a little bit about high risk on um
2: oh, on yeah. AEW.
1: So let's... Well, let's we can
2: legally.
1: Yeah, now we can. It took a minute. It took a minute. For the people listening to us... Um, and When we had you on before, we talked about Compton Mania and how uh, Sean Black said, "Hey, you know, I think this would be a good thing for you to start working with high risk. You know, it's going to generate a lot of uh, a lot of fan fanfare, whatever." Go ahead. Well, it
2: actually wasn't Sean Black, but it I did. Though you had on Simon, didn't you have on Simon? I did. But we don't have Steve on yet, right? Steve, where you at,
1: man? Been trying okay, to get you on for so a while. Funny. I don't know so what happened.
2: Steve ordered a shirt for me, and so oh, if okay, you want okay. to, we'll make a pack and we'll hold it hostage until Steve is that a good idea? Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. I won't mail it till then. Perfect.
1: So anyways, we were talking about that. And it's weird because it happens like this all the time. I really, I don't know, it was, I was kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Skeptical? When it was Compton Mania, it was at somebody's house. And I thought, man, you know, and we ended up going. We ended up Ubering over there because mm-hmm. we didn't know where it was or whatever. And it turned out to be really, really good. I mean, it well, was really, really not what I expected.
2: And it was a good show to go to too, because I think this was like it was March seventh. It was March seventh, yeah. And then remember when I told you too, like I got like this nasty bruise and then I was like, Well, I'm glad that I gave that match my all because it was my last one that I worked since the yeah. pandemic hit. But so then in leading into that, like that's what's so crazy too. It was like the show was March seventh and then I think that like what a week later, a week and like three days later, we got the put boys, in lockdown. We got locked up but the boys are on being the elite. Which like was, that's how quick it hit, you know. Which like, was
1: good. Which was good for them. So maybe yeah. we can get Steve on since Simon's been on to talk about that and kind of see how all that came about, you right. know, and and take it from there. So, real quick before we get into that, um, I you know, I since we've been in this lockdown, this is really the the fourth day that we've been really really in lockdown mode because Jessica and I have been going back and forth to the surgery center and working a little bit here and there. And this is actually the fourth day. So, you know, but after you start cleaning and stuff like that, and then we decided, well, we got to go out or whatever. And I don't want to wear these funky masks or whatever. So all of a sudden, I don't know. Now we're going to talk about, I don't know if Ray Leon delivered it himself or whatever, but somebody comes up to the door and knocks and I hear Jessica or Nicolette say, Hey, uh, thank you. Or whatever. I turn around and she goes, Oh yeah, look, I got this for you or whatever. So we can go out and stop. So I got the king. One which is appropriate, and yeah, then if I you want to show them one. that one, she got the for the people who are not on the live feed or whatever. There's some pretty cool master material. Yeah, so I'm
2: gonna post like the Instagram link, to yeah, that too. Yeah, so the quick story is real go quick. For it. Um, the last show that Fabi and I went to, like as fans, that's the thing too. Like, of course, Fabi's like a vet in the business, but I'm more like fan, was to go see the boys wrestle at um, Inoki. Inoki, yeah,
1: which and, was a great show, by the way.
2: So, yeah, that was like the only magic like, I was focused on. Stuff but uh Ray Leon was actually in the main event it was like him Laburnito um Durango and everybody else here's the thing though like I said yeah I went I went as a fan and then I always have like a thousand things going on and so like I'm like oh Fabi do you want food or my godson was blowing up my phone he'll text me and then if you don't answer he'll call you and then if you don't answer the phone call then he'll FaceTime you so my mind was like I'm trying to do like a high-risk meet-and-greet I want to meet the boys so We'll come back, and then he sends me like a friend request. And then I'm looking on them when the pandemic hits. He's the only person that releases lucha masks that are like lucha, lucha masks, they're not just made out of material, right? So I'm like, Oh, look, let me message him. And he's like, Oh, they're two for 30. I'm like, Okay, so I'm like, Cool, I'll order one for me, one for Fobby.
1: And that included delivery, that
2: included shipping and handling. Yeah, exactly. He's like, It'll be in the mail soon. So I was like, Okay, so I kept on checking the mail, and then like a day later, I'm like in the living room, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this person comes up the driveway, and I'm like, who is was that? And this is the funny thing. I even saved this for you. Look at this was the box that was delivered. Oh, yeah,
1: if you, <laughs> it if was a popcorn the, box. Yeah, for the people who, who are not watching yeah. on the on the live feed, it's a uh, Miss Butterworth or whatever it's called. Yeah. Act two popcorn box. And so he was I'm like,
2: like Nicole, and I was like, Yeah, it's me. And I was like, I'm like, what did I order? Like I didn't Postmates or something like that. Popcorn. And I was like, Yeah, yeah it's me. And I opened it. And I'm like, This is my order. So I was yes. like, But you know what? Though, that's the thing about supporting independent wrestling. Like here's this independent wrestler, somebody who made math money goes back and keeps the business going. And then. I told Bobby, Bobby's like, can I upload a picture of me and my map? I said no. I said you gotta wait one hour. Oh said, Why my do God. I have to wait an hour? I'm like, yes. I had, no.
1: I had to wait three days.
2: I'm like, you're gonna take away my shine. People don't understand that too. Like, Bobby will outshine me in a lot of aspects, and I, I hate it. So I'm like, okay, you're gonna go an hour after me. So I post mine. People like it, and then Fabi, I give him the approval to post his. He does his, and this dude blows me out the water. Like I told everybody was gonna happen. Everybody likes his shirt. He's wearing a high effing risk shirt that I designed that yeah, I've it's, worn it's before. it's a trip
1: that shirt yes. I got more uh, messages and emails and stuff on that shirt than anyone I've worn before, yes. even the mm-hmm. La Familia de Tijuana or anything like that. That one really went out there. But you, that's one that was limited edition. It was. We're only going to pick that just for me. Fletcher O'Neill from Conquer is yes. like, dude, I got to get one of those or whatever. So that 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 shirt that we didn't even really yes. expect was Bobby the one that went out there it the, the most
2: on the map, but that's the thing, too, like, that high up, shirt, I signed it, and then I wore one no-key for me, and then the boys liked it, so then I made uh, two for them, and they started them on the first, of being the elite, yes. them, which was yes. super cool, I really like that, and then you the quarter sleeve for me, Right. she was like, Keep going put on a quarter sleeve, and I was like, if you want me to, put yeah. the quarter sleeve on for him, and it took off, so I'm doing three for, like, three close people right now, right. two being the boys. And so I'm designing those and then I'll, those will be out soon. Maybe.
1: So, so you haven't, you haven't even put the um, hooded sweatshirt out yet? No, I, I didn't people to me see me
2: wearing it, but yeah, which is on my yeah, Facebook. You guys could check that out. The but, hooded
1: sweatshirt yeah. is pretty cool too. Cause it's a black hooded sweatshirt with gold and it's a picture of all three of you guys. Yes. Wait, now, is that the picture that I took or?
2: no that one's not no actually you know what the photos that you guys see of the three of us the one that i'm wearing right now too that was actually the two boys at a separate time and then uh oh you I just included myself in. and,
1: yeah okay okay i see so, what yeah. you're saying but it's pretty cool so if us, you, yeah. you check out nicolette marie's um facebook page or whatever you'll check, you check out that check out, and that. out
2: the boys uh the first episode of being the lee, lee yeah too,
1: you, and, and you that. know that, that's that's what we should get steve on here because i talked to simon actually had him on the show okay. but it was still kind of under wraps he wasn't able to okay. talk too much about it so the first episode they went up against nick and matt jackson yeah which was pretty cool then they did like a little vignette where they were in the gym working out yes. and then frankie and uh chris daniels oh. came up and kind of confronted them so i didn't get to see what happened after that. i saw there was a little thing on on um instagram where nick or matt jackson was hitting everybody and he clotheslined peter avalon over the tennis thing and then he he uh hit both the high risk out the ring or whatever so can you can you did they ever wrestle frankie and, and they did um, that was like in the
2: second episode yeah. okay
1: so that's up now
2: that's up now everything's posted yeah where can it they is, check that out it's on youtube oh okay so yeah youtube search being elite, and then that's how you'll find it well that's so.
1: that's what i'm saying lucky for them that they were able to um uh kind of hook up with them that's why I'd like to get Steve on it to kind of see how that all came about but
2: definitely well deserved though yeah oh yeah hundred percent. you
1: know yeah and and and, well for the people you got to check it out I mean it's cool I mean they're they're kind of for lack of a better term they're kind of working kind of semi-talent enhancement on this one but but you got to check it out I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do well in the business hopefully now that we're talking about it we're looking at about maybe a year or so before we're going to get back to normal as far as the independent wrestling scene is concerned. I'll, I'll give you my take on it okay. and then you tell me what you think, because mm-hmm. I think it's going to take, it's going to be a lot shorter than that. But what sucks is when I was working for Lucha Libre Alliance okay. and a little bit of um, uh, the other one, the other one, the vintage jacket, was it Lucha oh, Pro, Lucha Pro yeah. or whatever? The place was packed. But oh, that yeah. that was the, the Lucha Arena that's over there on Florence and Maine in LA. So I think they, they already have like a following. Right, And they were they were doing well. So I think that's going to come back better than ever, only because people are so hungry for it now that, it, that, that it's really going to pick up the pace. So I think independent wrestling is going to do well. It's just a matter of time when we'll be able to have the crowds again. When, right.
2: When yeah. Music, I saw some of my friends just saying it's a year. I even saw some of my promoter friends saying, like, I don't know what to do. Do I charge fans more do i pay my locker room less is locker rooms going to be allowed <laughs> so yeah it's, it's interesting i know i just saw the photo of us when we drove to vegas for the yeah. expo and i was going to post on my face i'm like please god bring back independent wrestling i promise i'll drive miles yeah. and miles again
1: and, and i don't know um you know you can't keep six feet distance between the wrestlers because arrest wrestling but yeah th- and we'll, we'll we'll talk about this real quick and then i'll take a break and we'll get we'll get julio in here but okay, cool. to me as hard as they try at Really, the effort that they're making, I just cannot watch the wrestling without the crowd. I mean, God bless them for trying, but it just—it's so quiet, and it's—it's it's, you know, you work off the crowd reaction or whatever. I real quick, I was working for WPW, or working a match, and Christopher Daniels was working against Mike Modest.
2: Yeah, you know them from back in the day, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and and
1: and Chris Daniels was was a, a a huge face, and Mike Modest was working as a heel, and they went out and they started working, and mid match the way the way that uh, you know I don't want to pull the curtain too okay. too far back but but um chris daniels was going to go over and in that match it did a complete 180 and turned and and they were just loving mike modest and and they started booing chris daniels and it really turned everything around and chris being the professional he is put over mike modest okay and when they got in the back mike was like dude he goes man that crowd was loving you i i knew it was going to push you out there for more um exposure or whatever. He goes, I had to do it. So that's a good example, first of all, okay. of crowd reaction. Yeah, that's true, yeah. You know because 'cause yeah. you're never gonna do that when when there's an empty arena yeah. or whatever. And second of how just how much of a professional Christopher Daniel is to do that in mm. in the middle of a match 'cause it which is really doing it with us, it's all about the business. Yeah. Doing it for the business instead of himself. But he's so confident in his abilities that he didn't have a problem right. with it. Right. So it so it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a a big reason why i think um they, they you know gotta get that crowd back man i'm sorry but you i know. haven't
2: been watching WWE. i haven't been watching uh nxt none of it and i'm not saying that like just to like favorites of boys but i have been sticking to aew yeah you know but for other reasons too like i i'm a marco stunt fan i like him i like seeing luchasaurus i like seeing jungle boy what about i know that been sammy like... kid. i like sammy Guevara too yeah i try not oh, you know he's, a, he's
1: annoying as all heck but when he's not
2: my boyfriend so but i when mean, you're watching funny, yeah. when
1: you're watching those things or whatever i i want to hate him so bad but i'm watching i'm like that's freaking hilarious
2: yeah
1: if you watched it jessica brought me in here to. i'm sorry i'll quite, we'll see this yeah
2: my so real we name is nicolette so we call her at this home so we, her so we call her nicolette oh, um
1: but uh they were having a cheeto eating contest was our chip oh Clayman yeah
2: Some like chips imported from somewhere that they were like the spicy it was, chip challenge it
1: was sammy Guevara. And it was Ray Phoenix and Rick Knox, <laughs> it, was, it was the funniest thing I ever saw because it took a minute for it to kick in, but it took Ray Phoenix to his knees.
2: Yeah, I know that was. Hilarious. You have to watch the Jack and, Sa- one. and that one was funny. And
1: Sammy Guevara was even drinking Rick Knox water. water yeah. or whatever. I
2: know. I you told it. me too to watch the Zack Saber Jr. match. Um, I watched a little bit of it yesterday against Sammy Guevara. Against Sammy Guevara, and I kind of like lost interest. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was the wrong match though. Where did they wrestle at? It's
1: so the one that they, when they wrestled each other in Mexico. Okay, because he, wasn't he, uh, what's his name, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. caught a lot of heat because he was really telling off the Mexican fans and oh, saying how Mexican God. people are horrible. <laughs> I don't know if it was work to get you know some extra heat okay, or whatever, okay. but the stuff he said was really bad.
2: Okay, then so, I'll pull it up and then watch it with me and then break it down to me. Okay, that that'll work. So can yet. you
1: okay. can you hang out for one more second? On, I'm go end with this
2: Facebook Live. Thank you for everybody that watched. Uh, order your Ray Leon mask. Uh, go to his Instagram. Go to my Instagram. Yeah, uh, check out. He's Nicole got some cool stuff on there. And uh, thank you, Fabi, for modeling my high risk T-shirt. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank oh, you yeah. to the boys too. Congratulations to them for their AEW being the elite debut. And I'm we'll try to, to work feedback on so, Yeah, and Steve, we're gonna hold your shirt hostage if you don't come yes. on the show. So we encourage you to come on the show next time. Don't
1: make us come looking yes. for you. Real quick for the people listening, we'll be right back with Julio, and we're gonna talk some WWE. We'll be right back after this. live on On The Mat Radio. Don't forget, check out onthemat.com as well as com. We're going to give Julio Rodriguez a call. Hopefully, I put the right numbers in because for some reason, I have a bad habit of, of messing them up when I put them down because we're always so busy. And Nikolet's actually going to stay for the next segment, too, because we've got so much to talk about. Can you hear? I can hear Hello. Okay, you. We'll be close. Julio, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend?
0: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Ah, good. Good to hear you. Real quick for the people listening, to this, don't forget you're here on the Matt Radio with their host Fabi Chula. I got Nicolette Marie hanging for one more segment, so because we had so much to talk about. But on the line with us right now, Julio Rodriguez. Julio, how are you, my friend? How are you during this coronavirus whole lockdown mode?
0: Ah, uh, you know what? It's not as bad as you would think. You know, luckily enough, I'm healthy with my family, so we're we're doing okay. You know, I'm just more worried about everyone else. Hopefully, you guys are doing well. And everyone else listening as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, to be honest, there's always good and bad with with things that happen. And and one of the good things for me is that, you know, uh, Thursday nights at 7 o'clock when my show is, a lot of people are training. It's right in the middle of, you know, training sessions and stuff like that. So. I book people and then they'll forget. Oh, my God, I was trained. I forgot to get off the mats or whatever. So now that everybody's in lockdown mode and at home, it's like, dude, I'll do an hour if you want me to do an hour or whatever. So it's it's good to have you on. I got a lot I want to talk to you about. Nicolette Marie is going to hang with me for the segment because we got so much to talk about. But real quick, Nicolette, say hi to
0: Julio. Hi, Julio. How
2: are you?
0: Good, good, good to uh, hear you guys. It's been a while.
2: Julio, are I... you training somewhere right
0: now? I'm sorry? I'm taking
2: I said, are you training somewhere right now? Are you lifting weights somewhere? Or are you um, working
0: out? Or no, no, just uh, working on some stuff on the computer, uh, just oh, training right, those yeah. fingers. I mean, during this <laughs> pandemic, are you? Yeah, I mean, what um, for
1: yourself? Somebody who's on the verge, you still trying to keep in shape or doing some running or what? What, what do you do for your for yourself in since we're going to be locked down for it looks like quite a, quite some time?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, right now it's been a real life change because usually I would be on the road, traveling, going to training, going to work, coming up with some sort of project I would think of, trying to find time for like hanging out with friends, trying to find some time to eat. But now I've actually had to like settle down a little bit more. I've just been staying home. I've just been doing a couple of squats, push ups, sit ups, those basic stuff. But for the most part, laying for the most part the workouts on the sideline because I've been working more on the, uh, on like, Behind the scenes kind of stuff, but for the most part, like I had to really stop my my daily workouts, my regular routine, and really have to change it up. I mean, I, I gotta admit, I probably gained a few pounds, but you know, with this pandemic happening cur- currently, I'm pretty sure you know I got plenty of time to change that up in the coming days.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, we'll you know, real quick for the people that are listening. To us on the map, uh, you know, when I put everything out that um, I was having you on, I, you know, for for some reason, I, which I don't think it's a bad thing, but I don't like to use the term young boys because it just seems, you know, I, I don't know, like, like I don't want to say silly, but it just seems like different. To me, it seems like you're putting in time with New Japan, you know, because for, for back in the day, 1998, we'll take for example, uh, getting closer to, to 99, close to 2000. Superboy was working in Japan for Michinoku Pro, and back then you used to say, "Hey man, he, he was heading out." I said, "Can you take a couple of these VHS tapes? I would really like to get out there." And he was like, "You know what, man? If I take these, then you're going to be like considered my boy, and and whatever you do, you got to be with me, and and you know you'll be working with me." already he goes, "It's better if you go on your own." But back then, you know, unless you sent it through the mail and it took 40 years for it to get there, that's the way it was done. So nowadays, you know. You, you uh, now I don't know how how it comes about that you could be go to New Japan and say hey look man I'm an indie wrestler I would like to get involved with New Japan or whatever but when when Nicolette and I first went to go see um, New Japan at the Long Beach at the Long Beach Walter Pyramid you know we saw you we saw Adrian Quest we even saw Brody King and everybody there and and your job is to kind of like not only just take care of the wrestlers but take care of like you had to be by the barricades make sure nobody goes flying out into the audience or whatever so. For the people listening to us on On The Mat Radio, tell us how all that comes about. Do you approach them, or, or did you go through Rocky, or how, how did all, all that come about?
0: So funnily enough, that was all in around 2007 to 17, and um, that was at the time where you know I start, started going out of my own with my uh, trainer, Brandon Taylor, the hobo, and we started yeah. just doing our own thing, you know, going to different shows. And, I mean, luckily enough, um, I got associated with David Marquez and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and that's where I got acquainted with uh, Rocky Romero, who also helped me train at the very beginning. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, people are having this big project and you just need a reliable body, a reliable face that you kind of get familiar with. And Rocky uh, remembered, you know, he used to train me, he used to train with Brandon, he used to train with my uh, tag team partner, Francisco, as well. And he thought of uh, doing the show at the Long Beach Pyramid, meeting local talent to help us out. And knowing the fact that, you know, we would always be setting up the ring Mondays on, for training and breaking it down Thursday and being on the road in and out, knowing that we're all over from L.A. You know, we know the L.A. traffic, so, you know, that's a skill in itself. Uh, Rocky yeah. approached uh, my my partner Francisco, and then Francisco asked me, and then we all just started getting a little uh, small little uh, ring crew team to help out set up the new japan ring and uh really it was just rocky uh seeing us from years like in 2015-16 seeing us train and show up consistently knowing that hey these guys show up you know come up at whenever whatever the call may be for whatever reason you know these guys are here and you know he they just uh, there was an opportunity they just came up you know and just asked us to be we didn't even know it was ring crew until we realized we had to set up the ring and just slowly but surely, we started in, um, incorporating ourselves into the New Japan system. And, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. like, no application. It wasn't no, like, formal hello, my name is so-and-so. It was just, you know, <laughs> you know how to do this, you know, get, get to work, yeah. and, you know, like, it looks like you guys didn't mess it up. So, if anything, we'll call you guys up back again, and hopefully we'll have more for you for you guys in the future.
1: Well, you know, it, it's, it's weird, and I think Nicolette can, can agree with me on this because, well, uh, kind of did it because I know, like, guys like, the, i think it was the second time that we went carl fredericks and somebody else had a match oh, yeah. where they're only allowed to wear the black trunks with the black shoes so are they actually on on the next level to where they're almost ready to to you know start appearing for new japan i mean is there levels because it seems like you know you got your ring crew got the guys just set up to take care of people and then guys like carl fredericks and them who are actually still kind of helping out but still getting a match here and there is it is that the, like the second level
0: yeah, so, um, the, so New Japan is very much a Japanese company, right? So it, it functions very much as, as Japanese culture dictates. There's a hierarchy, right? You have your, okay. your top person on top, you know, and then you have the people working in the middle, and then you have the very low level guys. So New Japan system, um, there's a, uh, there's a system in place that's called the Young Lion system, um, very similar to, uh, any other sporting event, right? You have your, like, trainees, your rookies, your green guys, you know, you have all these guys who are learning um, how to, you know, get to the next professional level. So with the Young Lions system, they have all these guys who are wanting to become wrestlers uh, be seconds, which is around the ring, right? They're learning, they're studying, they're making sure they're, they're protecting the, the, the performers and the people who are watching. And essentially, they're watching and studying and wanting to be at the, at the same level that the people are, are in the ring performing at. And for Carl Fredericks and for Alex Coughlin and for Clark Connors, they are all part of the young lion system, which is where they're mm-hmm. training and actually, you know, being, paying their dues by going to the gym, working out, training in the ring, learning from Shib- Katsuyori Shibata and having to, you know, put in the work to get to the, to the ring and perform and become big new Japan pro wrestling superstars. Um, in mm-hmm. our case, we are not part of that system. The Young Lions system, we are not a part of that. We don't um, you occasionally train with them, you know, because their training is very brutal. It's not, you know, it's not something you can just walk in and apply. It's, it's, it's a system in which they really try to toughen you out. And, I mean, you know, I train from time to time, but I'll tell you the truth, I cannot keep up with them because that's a different level. And what we essentially do is kind of do more television side of things, rather than the in-ring side. So we kind of work as kind of producers, right? We If there's anything that that needs to be changed or needs to be uh, called on the fly that's on the director's level, we're there to assist. You know, wrestlers are our first priority. So we try to make sure that television is something that we can assist with, whether it's something looks good, something needs to get moved, or something has to be uh, changed so that nobody gets hurt because we can think as wrestlers, but we can also think in television terms something needs to get switched up on the fly, we see that um, just right then and there, you know, it's something that you just kind of feel for it, you know, just like any other profession, you just know when it happens, you know, you can teach it, but you can't really explain it because you just need to go out there and do it. And me and Brandon Taylor have just adapted into this role of being just side producers that are also, you know, training to be wrestlers, you know, trying to get into the New Japan ring. And if they if they need us to be, you know, struck, struck down by a couple of wrestlers, then, you know, we know how to take it.
1: <laughs> Especially when Lance Archer was over there oh, knocking yeah. people around. Exactly. Real quick for the people listening, you're here, you're at on the mat radio. And we're talking to Julio Rodriguez. I uh, talked a little bit about New Japan and coming up, and just basically getting your foot in the door. I got Nicolette Marie sitting next to me, and it was funny because we were talking in the first segment, and I was saying who we're going to have on on you know the show and everything like that. And we were talking about some of the perks, you know, like you you gave me a couple of posters, you know, some stuff like that. But Nicolette Marie, I think you had one question about that little chair or whatever, and, and where you get those from and how they get yeah. them out there? No,
2: I got my answers, but I told Fabi that he should have posted that photo of you when you squatted on that chair really, really low. Cool
1: <laughs> yeah. And then when yeah. he said that the you were doing
2: squats, I said, well, I bet you're, you're really good at it. Of course. I know <laughs> just you to are. You can yeah. sit
1: on that little chair. But to, to me, that's pretty cool. Cause you got your foot in the door. You're working with one of the, one of the best companies that's going around. There's, I mean, I'm telling you, man, there's people who would, who would give their left arm to have that mm-hmm. specific um, position or whatever. Now, real quick, uh, since we're running up against the clock, you know, we always have a big a big question or whatever that we talk about. And the big question for today, and I'll take this around the horn. We'll start with myself, and then we'll go to Nicolette Marie, and then we'll go to Julio, our guest. They call it a Black Wednesday with the big cuts in WWE. I, I kind of understand, you know, that that they have to have cuts or whatever because of what's going on right now. I, I, I'm going to go on record as saying, well, it was it was a big toss up between who I think the, the biggest losses were, because I think Carl Anderson and and um, and them are going to probably they can always go back to New Japan because they got, you know, they're established out there or whatever. So th- I, I think they're going to be OK. But I think that they they should have kept. Zack Ryder. I mean, I think that dude is underrated. I mean, I date they, you know, I saw him have a match with Dolph Ziggler. I think it was at one of the house shows that we oh, went okay. to. And I mean, with the, with the right dance partner, that dude looked like a million bucks. I just think he kind of got lost in the shuffle. So it sucks for him. But I don't think he's going to be able, I mean, you know, he, AEW is probably going to be flooded with people right now. So I don't know. Do you think he can make it on the independence and um, maybe ring of honor or something like that? Or, and I'm, I'm asking Nicolette Marie, you think he's going to just float around in, in, in the Indies?
2: I don't know if it's in the Indies. I thought for sure he would go to AEW. Cause I thought that they wouldn't split up like the
1: bullet club. Wouldn't they take him back? No, I'm talking about Zack Ryder.
2: Oh, about Zack Ryder. Sorry. Carl
1: Anderson. And then I think they're going to, they're, they're probably going to be able, and Luke Gallows. Are probably going to be able to go back to New Japan, but, but okay, I'm th- okay. talking about Zack Ryder.
2: Ryder Zack Ryder, I think that yeah, he'll go to the independents. But it sucks though. Right now, the time that they drop them because none of the independents are running, so they can't even like headline former WWE superstar. Yeah, right.
0: That, yeah, that, that's true. Julio, what do you think? Um, for in particular for Zack, you know, it it is it, a real shame that everyone, you know, had to lose their jobs in this it particular sucks. climate. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of them are really talented guys as well. A lot of talented women and, pe- and people. But you know, in terms of Zack Ryder, you know, I, I believe he'll you know once this all you know uh, just gets over with, you know, and go back to a normal life. I feel like Zack Ryder is one of those guys who's probably gonna flourish, knowing the fact that he'll have his freedom. Because Zach Ryder seems to be one of those very creative people to you know want to come up with an idea. Go with it and just keep pursuing to get it better. You know, like when he wanted to do his YouTube series, not only was it successful, you know, it ele- elevated him to people's eyes to seeing him as a performer that could do more than just, you know, whatever the uh, WDU had him do- doing. But, you know, as you know, like as you said earlier in the program, you know, you saw that there's good and bad and everything. You know, this is a real yeah. bad situation. But a lot of this is only going to want to fire up people to want to get up and prove the fact that they're valuable assets to anything, right? So they're gonna, once right. this blows over, they're going to be putting in the work to want to prove not just the WWE but everybody that they are valuable assets to anything, and they're probably going to make a big impact once, once next year comes around. They're going to be like, you know what, the firing was probably the best thing to happen to so-and-so, Zach Ryder yeah. in particular, But because it's probably going to usher in something completely new that nobody else has thought of because he was locked down somewhere else. And now he has the creativity and freedom to do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense, but that, that was one pick that I thought, you know, they, they should have kept him and gave him a little bit of a better chance. Now somebody that they let go. And I think uh, this is a surprise to me. Cause most of them like, you know what? I, I saw him coming or whatever, you know, what's going to happen. I'm not too surprised with Zach Ryder or whatever. I think it sucks. But one person who they cut and I thought, I didn't see the coming. Or out of all of them, was Leo Rush because I saw Leo Rush against Garza in in okay. in a lightweight match, and I mean that was one of the one of the best matches. I mean it was quick. It had moves. Garza perfect dance partner for Leo Rush. I thought it worked well. Now I don't know what he's like behind the scenes. I I don't know if he's, you know maybe maybe got a little too big for his britches. Didn't he get dropped at one
2: point? I yeah, I, yeah, I believe he
1: got in came, trouble for something. But oh okay. no this guy, I think. I think he's going to be okay I think he's going to go back to the indies I think he's going to do do well or or whatever in there but he's one of the uh, surprise cut that, that I really didn't see coming I thought it would have keep him try to bring back that lightweight division or light heavyweight division or whatever mm-hmm. especially when but then again they move Garza up into the big show okay so maybe that's oh, yeah. why but um anybody you, what about that you think it's I'm um, talking to Nicolette Marie real quick you think that surprised you you think he'll be okay or what do you think about Leo Rush? I think he'll
2: do well too. and he's young too so he, he can go somewhere
1: and he, he's got the he's got the moves like Jagger, man. I mean, I saw him. Oh, because I mean, he was
2: doing well in the Independence before. I remember when him and the girlfriend like they used to have like this really cool entrance, and he used to wrestle out here. too. yeah. Because yeah, I always regretted like we didn't go to go see him in like PWG or something.
1: So or wasn't I, he at PCW? I can't remember somewhere, but somewhere, I mean, yeah. I saw him and I was like, wow, this kid. Yeah. I mean, he's small, but he's got right. he can use what he has. Julio, what do you think?
0: Oh, well, I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing really well afterwards. Because I mean, you know, like Nicolay was saying. You know, Leo Rush was out here in um, Southern California wrestling for uh, yeah. PCW. You know, when they were starting up. So the fact that people knew his talent before he got signed, you know, now more people are probably going to realize. You know what? We should have booked him on when we had a chance. Now they're probably going to take that <laughs> and be like, "We're not going to take. We're not going to make that same mistake twice. We're just going to book him now and make sure we have a killer library by the time he gets signed back up again. Because I mean, you know, him him being only like you know early twenties. You know he's got a bright future ahead of him. So he's yeah. one of those guys that I'm pretty sure he's just gonna be back, back in the scene, having killer matches before you know it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just a matter of time till somebody else picks him up. And he, I think if they if they put that dude in New Japan with the talent that they have out there, Dragon Lee mm-hmm. and guys like that, man. It, I mean, it'd be just just to see his match that he had against Garza, I, I I would like to see that. I think he would he would do well out there. So, Julio, I got to tell you everybody's always like, well, why are you always uh, putting over Julio? And what I said, well, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm old, man. I'm 54 years old. <laughs> I've been training. I've been getting ready because I, I wanted to do one more year, you know, and, and be done with it. Now that we're talking about a year, I don't know. So we'll have to see what happens, but this is, and this is what, uh, and, and I won't use any names, but somebody in particular was asking me. And I said, look, man, I've been for 20 plus years to almost 24 years. I've been in the business, and I, when I see somebody, it's it's like when you talk to somebody, you can tell. Well, this kid's this kid's not serious. This kid is. But I see. I I told this particular uh, individual, when I see Julio, you could tell this kid is working towards something. You know, whatever money he has, he puts away in case he gets a call. Hey, man, can you fly yourself out here? Man, I got it, and I'm there. Or, or you know, put put the time in, you know, to to hone your craft you know, training, got your foot in New Japan, you know, doing it li- right like that. That's what I'm talking about. It's kind of like when I was training people at, at OCCW. You can kind of tell the people who really want it and the people who are just like kind of there going through the motions or they, or they didn't see how, how difficult it was going to be to become a wrestler. So that's why I always like, I've even called Julio for advice on certain things and I'm I'm an old man, you know, so I've even called him before and said, hey man, uh, such and such with this and, you know, why do you guys do this or whatever? So that's why. So real quick before we let you go what what's the what's the main goal i mean you already got your foot in in new japan of course everybody wants to get to wwe cuz that's why everybody's in line that's where you're going to make the most money i mean so so you know if if let's say the a uh, genie rubbed a lamp and said okay in the business you can go wherever you want and do whatever you want what what would it be
0: um you know i've ha- i've had been asked that question multiple times from multiple people you know, from fans, people who are uh, performing in the ring as well, my opponents, all that. And you know what? Honestly, I wish I could give you a definitive answer because all the goals that I've set myself up, that I've want, I wanted to rub that lamp and tell the genie I want to do this, have been <laughs> like, made. You know, I've wanted to ask the genie multiple times Can I go to Japan? I ended up going to Japan last year. You know, can I be in the New Japan Ring? And, you know, be on New Japan World. I got to do that as well. You know, can I get a WWE match on Monday Night Raw and shake Mr. McMahon's hand? Yeah. I got that too. So, you know, every every scenario I can think of, I feel like I've accomplished, but I feel like I haven't done anything <laughs> despite yeah. all the things I'm happy to have done. But ultimately, you know, my biggest task right now is just being able to do something that I'm happy with and the group of people that I'm working with are also that's just to satisfy. And right now, working with New Japan, we're all very. Um, at the, before the pandemic, we were all very much satisfied with what we were going for, and we wanted to do more. And all, honestly, that that feeling of happiness just drives us to make bigger and better goals. And right now, we're all still planning to uh, do Madison Square Garden at um, August oh. twenty uh, August 24th for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Man. And right now. Those, our eyes are set on that, and if I can rub the, the lamp and tell the genie, you know, to make it happen, it's to see the same group of guys that I was working with um, during the tour before New Japan started doing the uh, American tours and saying, let's all just be happy and work to make more people happy. And ultimately, yes, that's yes. the best, best thing I can look forward to.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, just keep moving, man. Just keep going with it. You know, you're smart, got your foot in the door. I think it's just going to keep, you know, rolling once we get past all this pandemic. It's funny because we worked with Brandon. Well, I didn't work with him, but we saw him at a show right before all this hit uh, Compton Mania. And I talked to him for a while. We talked a little bit about New Japan and stuff like that. We talked about gimmicks and we talked about uh, it and pretty much the same mindset. He's like, hey, man, I got my foot in the door. I just want to keep working and doing, you know, my thing or whatever. So Props to you guys. So real quick for the people listening to us, if you want to check out Julio on social media, just put Julio Rodriguez in your little Facebook uh, search engine or whatever. He keeps everybody up to date on there. Uh, any other social media or anything like that you have, Julio, so that people can check you out?
0: I usually just uh, stay very ac- uh, active on my uh, Instagram at uh, just July-O, uh, JustJulyo, Uh My Instagram is much more private than it is uh, in terms of uh, what, I do in the in behind the scenes kind of things, but so that's the best way to get get in contact with me. I mean, honestly, I'm a little bit everywhere in pro wrestling. Even right now, I'm working on a pro wrestling uh, related video for certain things that I can not mention. More than that, and I mean, you're probably gonna see me in something backstage wrestling related. I don't know how I get myself into it, but chances are, if it has pro wrestling in it in Southern California, I'm probably gonna be a foot away from it, knowing the fact that William, it's all close your to last me. Booking? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Julia, where was your last booking before this pandemic hit? Where was your last booking?
0: My last booking was probably for EWF. If okay. I remember correctly. Yeah. And then, um, you know, this was before, um, the pandemic. And then, you know, once the <laughs> pandemic happened then we had to what scrap a lot up? of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, it is what it well, is. <laughs>
1: I I got, we were working on something huge before all this pandemic hit. So, um, uh, Definitely going to keep Julio in mind. So if everything does come about after this pandemic is all over, I'll keep everybody posted on my social media and everything. If everything works out the way it's supposed to, it's going to be huge. We've been working on it for almost, man, almost six months before all this hit. So, and I uh, definitely, oh, well. you know, that's what I'm saying. When we, when I, you know, I meet with these other people and say, well, what about this match? Or I say, well, you know what? This person will be perfect for it. Let's put this guy against and And Julio's name comes up with me just for the certain fact that he can adapt and work with anybody. So, we look forward to that. Julio, man, best of luck to you. I'll, I'll be in touch, man. We'll be talking real soon. For the people listening to us on On The Map, make sure you check out Julio Rodriguez, and we'll be right back after this. Julio, I'll talk to you soon, my brother. Bye,
0: Julio. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. Take care.
1: Over here messing around, forgot <laughs> forgot to put the next song on. But real quick for the people listeners, so you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio with your host Fabi Chudo. Uh, Nicolette Marie has left the studio. Um, had a lot to talk about. You know, with this pandemic coming on, and it's good to have guys like Julio Juan who's who's in there. You know, that's a that's a New Japan is a huge company, man, and they're really starting to to move by leaps and bounds. You know, so it's good to get him on here, talk a little bit behind the scenes of what goes on, and stuff like that. So don't forget, um, check out onthemat.com. Got some cool videos and stuff going on up there. We're steadily working, you know, I'm by myself. So we're steadily working on trying to get the videos and stuff up there. Once this pandemic is over, we're definitely going to start going to some dojos and doing some live broadcasts and stuff like that. I always have Luis, you know, helping me and and I'm working on getting a a couple of other people to help me with that. We're going to start doing some stuff on YouTube and all that. But right now let's give Gabe Rudiger a call, talk a little bit of a, Jiu jitsu, talk a little bit of MMA because there's so much to talk about, you know, as far as the world of MMA is concerned right now, especially with this pandemic going on. People sitting in the house. Hello? Hey, Gabe, it's Fabiano. You're live on On the Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend?
3: I can. What's up, man?
1: Doing good. Real quick for the people listening. So you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information on that website, as well as myluckygee.com. Scotty Nelson is is working, doing uh, opening hospitals and trying to keep them open oh. with all this pandemic and everything going on right now. But every once in a while, he'll shoot me an email or a text and says, hey, look, man, I got X amount of Lucky Gees that I only have one, so I'm going to put them on sale. You know, so if you stay on that website once in a while, they'll put one dirt cheap, but and there's only one, so you got to get it when you can, so don't forget to check out my lucky, Key. but on the line with us right now, somebody I've been trying to get on for quite some time, but just things kept messing up and, you know, here and there, but on the line with us right now is Gabe Rudiger. Gabe, how are you, my friend? How are you doing during this uh, this whole pandemic and we're in lockdown mode? How, how are you? I see you putting some videos and stuff and trying to stay busy. But it's got to be killing you, man. Just not to have that class and keep keep moving and keep everybody learning.
3: Absolutely, yeah, without question. But first, of all, I want to say that uh, if if you're not getting that lucky gi, you're missing out, man. I, like <laughs> the <laughs> only gis I wear besides uh, my my uh, my other gis, but my like, the, 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 my lucky is that that's the jam right there. But yeah, the plug aside, um, the the gym, yeah, Kaiju is, uh, you know, we're we're open. Well, we usually open seven days a week, and. to – you know, I go in, I shoot I shoot uh some some uh, some techniques for our YouTube channel, for Facebook and for Instagram, uh and then I also do some, some Zoom stuff. But I mean, yeah, I am I'm, I'm used to you know, the gym opening up at six AM and then let's go until nine nine PM uh, you know, seven yeah. days a week. So, yeah. so uh yeah. you know it's definitely a, a massive change up.
1: Yeah, it's it's because when I was working for the other company and we, we had the studio over there um it's so when you're just getting just really starting to get everything going with Kaiju uh MMA and Fitness and really start talking about, hey man, this is this is what I like to do. I like to I like to train people, I like to, you know, stay in it and just keep moving, you know, keeps my timing, everything just right. So when something like this happens, when when you're in lockdown mode or whatever, uh, after you finish shooting some of these videos and stuff like that, do you just get a good roll in uh to keep going? Or do you just kinda say, well, I'm gonna kick back or how does that work out?
3: well I mean so i i uh you know i i, I try to abide by everything that's necessary so um i I'd be lying if I said I don't get it a couple of rolls in, but um yeah. yeah, just me and one of my black belts um that's about the extent of it, but even with that like i I don't want to put other people in jeopardy. You know, I, I have uh, my my grandparents are in their late late 80s. Um I have students that 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 like I one of my students his uh wife has got a, an autoimmune deficiency. Um you know, I have a brand new 6-month old at home. Uh you know, oh, it's like people that yeah, so so you know, I I'm even even when I I train I feel I kind of feel guilty about it, but, um, my, my two black belts, they're abiding by the same thing that I'm abiding by. So they're not yeah. out there doing stuff They're They're at home. Uh, so I feel a little bit better about it training with them. But even then, like I, I'll be honest, I, I want to get back to normal, you know, I just want to like, I, I, I like to be able to train as much as possible I like having a big group. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I just enjoy that, that aspect of it. You know, yeah. I, I can get my workouts in, I wake up at 5 a.m. I run my dog. I do kettlebell stuff at home with my wife. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's not the same.
1: Yeah, and, and um, do you think that this is just your opinion or whatever because this is mine? I think once this is all over, people are just going to be dying to get back in there and, and get to, you know, I think your classes are going to be freaking packed and even maybe some more people coming to join because, you know, you've been home for so long. Yeah, I want to get out there. I want and, and for the people who have already been there, for a while, let's say you know maybe some some blue and purple belts or whatever, they're yeah. gonna want to get back into it to get their techniques back and stuff like that. So I think I I don't want to say it might be a good thing, but you know since everybody's been home, I think everybody's gonna just be chomping at the bit to to get back in that gym. Would
3: you agree? Um, I, yes and no. I, I so I I keep in contact with my guys all the time. You know I have a core group of of, of uh, I mean we have, we've got about 130, 150 students right now. Um. Uh, and I keep in contact with, with pretty much everybody um, and uh, everyone, you know, especially my core group of like my my, my, my blues, oh, I'm sorry, my, my purples, my my browns, and my black belts, they want to really get yeah. back to it, obviously, because they've, you know, made this part of their life. Um, uh, but we're going to see what happens, man. I, I think it's people are going to be a little hesitant, you know, especially considering that – there's still there's still going to be people that you know, like I said, I have students that that, that they have either elderly at home or or uh, you know they have the, you know autoimmune deficiency, so they might stay back a little bit. And the the other part that which is I think the scariest part for everyone is is the economy. You yeah. Know, um, yeah. I uh, I'm you know we're we're all terrified and and worried about what's going to happen. Um, you know um, I, kaiju for me is a much more than just a gym. It's more of a family. You know, so yeah. so there's there, there have been about 10 students that have lost their jobs already. And I told them, look, just keep training. What If, the, you know, if you don't get a job before this happens, don't worry about paying me. You know, you're part of my tribe. You're part of my family. So you're, you know, welcome to, to to come and train for free. That is not an open invitation for anyone that trains for free. If you're not already part of the team, it's not one of those things you can just come in and, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I – I look at the gym as is my family, my tribe. So I'm hoping that everyone gets back, you know, even with the economic issues. Yeah, and we'll then, you know
1: that's that's part of what the what the um, the uh, for lack of a better term, regular people don't understand. The jujitsu community is is not if you say not just just students or whatever. It's like family because this this is what happened with with me. I was working for for somebody else. I I came back and and. Scotty said, hey, look, man, you know, I'm opening the postcards, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. He goes, because I lost two producers. And he said, well, you we want to shut it down for a little bit and then we'll we'll figure out what we can do. And I said, yeah, I'm going to have to. We were only shut down for two weeks because people were emailing Scotty and calling and said, well, look, what do we need to do to get it back on the air? You know, we like to use on the mat, the radio as a, as a vehicle to plug our stuff and to do this and do that. So out, out the community came together with Scotty and said, hey, let let's get back on the air. So I was only down for two weeks. So that speaks volumes about how the jiu-jitsu and MMA community as a whole is. It's like you said. It's not just you know students or whatever. It, it's family. You develop a connection with these people. I, I to me, the, it's more like a jiu-jitsu lifestyle. Like you know, that's you get into that once you get in. You know, your 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 family. I mean, would you agree with that too?
3: I mean, without a question, man. I mean. Now I I can't speak for everybody because I I, know, I also know yeah. you know some people that are doing expressly just for the business and they don't and they don't yeah. they don't they don't care about the student base. Um, I I you know I, I can speak for myself and I can speak for other instructors that I know, but I, but on the other end I also know some kind of scummy people that are only in it to make money and don't really care about you know. Yeah, about, I, for for me for me the community is is the biggest part of it. That's more yeah. important than, than than the financial side. The financial side is. Is obviously part of it too that's a necessity when you're running a business. But um, it, I, I, the unfortunate part and it's, it's probably I shouldn't even be saying this, but I have no problem saying it. Um, for me, the, the business side is secondary um, yeah. because the human, the human side of it is, is, is far more important. Um, and uh, so, you know, it, in my gym, I, I look at the people like this is this is a village. You know, they're my tribe, and uh, you know we. With, with with tribe, we, we take care of people. Um, you know, the the whether they're weak, whether they're strong, we should be all there, uh, bonded together to to get through a crisis. And I think, you know, moments like this, this is when tribe is most important. Yeah,
1: I I agree one hundred percent. And it's true, like you say. Believe me, I've been doing this for for a well. Let's put it this way: when I was working with Tapout, they were at their peak. I had no problem. Yeah. We, we, people would, guests would call all the time. Hey, can we get on? You know, and no problem. You know, Hey, can you come over here and do do a live broadcast or whatever when tap out was at their peak, once it kind of faded man, I was on the phone all the time talking, Hey man, and they go, oh, I don't have time for you or whatever. So, so there is yeah. that side of the business. Believe me, I've had many, many doors shut in my face and stuff like that. And I've had people who are just 100% down and, really want to help the jiu-jitsu community or MMA community, and some that are just like don't want anything to do with you. So, a hey, but that's, that's business. Um, this is something that Charles Mask Lewis told me one time. He said, you know what, man, don't ever take – if you ask somebody to come on your show or, or to, to come and do a live broadcast and they say no, he goes, don't ever take it personal. People have lives. People have stuff going on. Not everybody's going to say yes, so just don't take it personal or you'll never last in the business and that kind of stuck with me. You kind of find out who's for real and, and who's not. So that's a good point that, that Gabe made. But real quick for the people, listeners, you're here, you're on the mat radio with your host, Bobby Chul. And I'm talking to Gabe Rudiger, I'm talking a little bit about, you know, the jiu community and, and uh, you know, students and stuff like that, and how, how it's a, you know, family atmosphere, which is good for for. For guys like you, because a lot of people are intimidated when they, like, you know, when they come to a, a jiu-jitsu dodo or whatever, and they see people rolling and, you know, they're choking and tapping and stuff like that. They kind of get a little <laughs> bit intimidated. But when you have a family atmosphere. And, you know, when you come up to Gabe and say, well, you know, uh, I, I kind of want to take jujitsu. I'm a little, you know, I've never done it before. And you kind of say, well, come on in, man. You're not going to throw them right into the lines. You're going to take your time. And, and so how does that work for you? Do you let them come in and maybe do one, one class or whatever to see how they like it to see or whatever? Or how does that work?
3: Yes. I mean, I, 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 especially with a new student. So I, I, so actually Scotty and I, I started jujitsu and, and Scotty was at health. I've, I've known Scotty for the 21 years that I've been doing jujitsu. Yeah. Um, so, and so it's funny because us coming up was very, very different than how I run my gym now. It, like yeah. in the old days it, it was dog eat dog and you started to kill each other and you spilled blood and sweat and then you went and got beers afterwards. Um, so I have a lot of, I've, I've, I've met, I've met some lifelong friends in that arena that like, we're going to try to kill each other on the mats and then afterwards, you know, we're going to be the best of friends. Um, but you know, my gym now is much more, uh, uh, you know, family-oriented in the respect of, like, I like to keep it like a family. So if you come in the first day, yeah, it's going to – I usually give a free class, um, spend a lot of time with a new student. And then the best part about it, and I, this is something that I, I hope has, has, been, has been broken with my students, is that, look, this person is brand new. They know nothing. Help them out. And the idea is to get each student as good as possible because then you have the best training partners, yeah. right? If you go yeah. in and you try to kill everybody, you know one they're not gonna one they're not gonna like it. <laughs> right. No one wants right. to get you know beat up. Well, I mean there's a small group of people. I loved it. That was what yeah. it, what got me involved in this nonsense. But uh, you know most people don't like to get smashed. And right. the, the the more we the more we learn, the better we have as training partners, right? So that, right. that's kind of a, how I like to, to to build my school. But for the new new person, they're not going to get smashed.
1: So well, that makes sense because when I first, cause, cause when I first went to Del O's to 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 go check it out, I I was a, a wrestler. we wrestled in high school, even did some coaching and stuff like that. So when he said, "Come on down, dude," I'm telling you, man, you'll 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 like it or whatever. So he put me with the girl. He said, hey, I'm going to have you roll with this girl real quick or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, man, I'm going to hurt somebody, and I'm warming up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope they don't kick me out. because," So we we get out there, and she took my back and choked me out. And, you know, the, the first thing that goes through your mind is, Okay, okay, I wasn't ready, something wasn't right. So we went in there again, and god dang it, man, boom, took me down, went behind my back, choked me out again. And I said, You know what, man, I don't think this is for me. I'm sorry, bro, or whatever. And he's like, No, man, he goes, She's actually a brown belt. He goes, But I put you in there to show you that no matter how big you are or whatever your background is, if you have the right technique, that you know it's gonna happen. So I was like, you know, hooked from that day. But that's that's what, like, I always go back to that because I thought I was such a, you know, I'm arrested. I'm going to hurt somebody. And then for, for that, that like really humbled me, you know, right there. I was like, damn, this is yep. really some, some special here. So that's, that's why it's good. Like what we're talking about, you know, cause I get, I get that a lot. A lot of people go, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm I'm a little afraid to get in there because, you know, I'm kind of intimidated and I don't want somebody to choke me with the gi, you know? And I'm like, well, you got to go if that's what you want. And this is where you should go. And, you know, cause I've been to some places when we were doing a lot of filming for, for on the mat, dot com and just to show technique and i would roll somebody and dude they just wouldn't let up and i'm like dude i'm i'm a 50 year old man take it easy bro you yep. know or whatever but yep. that that's just that's just the way it is so anyways real quick i gotta keep uh letting the people know you're here on the Matt radio with fabi chulam we're talking to gabe rudiger talking about getting choked out by girls and and stuff like that but uh, a couple of questions you know when i when i put I try to get them out as early as possible, but when I, when I put them out, I always get a lot of emails and a lot of questions and stuff like that. So somebody wrote me an email that said, uh, ask Gabe, you know, with, with what's happening now with this coronavirus, Tony Ferguson and Khabib have been booked so many times and they get so close to the fight and then it stops. So now, even though he's in Russia, they're trying to book Ferguson against Justin Gaethje. Now, you know, you, Tony Ferguson, okay, you're gonna fight. Oh no, it got postponed. Why you're gonna fight? He might come back, and then it gets postponed, and then we're gonna put you against Gaethje. But then we don't know. Does that? I mean, how do you stay focused? You know, with when that's happening, is is it? You know, coming from somebody like you that's been in the business uh, and fought MMA and stuff like that. First of all, has that ever happened to you? And second of all, if it does, how do you keep how do you keep focused and and keep your head straight?
3: Um, I mean, I, I've had multiple times where where people have pulled out and and, and opponents have been changed. I mean, I mean, I've I've got to points where are are fights where I've gotten there, and I mean, I, I'm I'm from I started fighting in '02, so there, there yeah. were times I would show up at for a, a fight, and they'd be like, "We don't we don't have a 55er. You want to fight an 85er?" And I'd be like, "I mean, I'm here. <laughs> you know what I mean?" So yeah. uh I, I understand all of that, but I mean, I like look at at the highest level, like a like a Tony Ferguson. That guy's He's a gangster, man. Like, like, that guy's ready to fight yeah. anybody. Um, and and uh, I, I, to be honest, I think the habib Ferguson fight is the only fight that I have any interest in in the UFC right now. It's yeah. genuinely, that's the only fight I have any interest in and, in, like, to see how that plays out because uh, Tony is so good at fighting off of his back. Um, and I, I think he, he doesn't have the he, – he's mentally tough enough to, to deal with that the grind that Habib brings. Um yeah. so I think that fight's I mean that that's that's a that's a great fight. Uh five times I think it's five times now that it that it's uh, yeah. uh gone yeah. down. I think yeah, five times I think if if anything, um, you know, I I Gadge he's he's a, a badass too. just you know, he brings violence every time. You know, as far like you're not gonna have a, a boring fight with Gage But uh, yeah. uh but I still feel like that's not the fight, you know? The the, the, the Tony Habib fight is the only fight that I, I and when I'm saying this, I, I, I'm not. I guess I'll always be a fan of some sort, but but yeah. I there's not one other fight that I have any interest in in the UFC without fight.
1: Yeah, and, but, and you're not the only one who said that. Believe me, but you know people yeah. told me off air that that's the only fight that they really want to see. But on that note, I got a, I got a, another email from somebody who said that it seems like the UFC um, is getting like boxing in the fact that they're a lot of the fighters are dictating who they want to fight. Now I know back when you see, there's no way you were going to walk into something and go, well, I I don't want to fight this guy. I'm going to fight this guy. So which is a good example is, is Henry Cejudo, you know, he, he, Didn't want to fight Benavidez, but he wanted to fight Jose Aldo. And then, well, we don't know. So he said, well, maybe Dominic Cruz. So it's funny because when I had Uriah on, he goes, how do you do that? He goes, I've never been able to say, well, I don't want to fight this guy. I'm, I'm going to fight this guy. He goes, that's like the Dodgers saying, well, we have too much trouble with the Cardinals. So we're just going to play the Expos. Yeah. whatever so so do, do you kind of see that going that way and and to me that that kind of kills the business it seems like look man henry you're the champ you're supposed to be the best in the world this is who we're going to put you with and and that's that i mean do you kind of see it going towards boxing well, or, or mm-hmm. give us your thoughts on that I,
3: actually i i i to be honest i think we've got we we've we've and i know you're a big pro wrestling fan i yeah. I, I i happen to not be um, and I feel that, 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 and, and do I mean, like, again, like I, I respect all those guys that they, they, they definitely, you can't say that, that it's not a physical sport. Um, right. but the, the, the biggest issue for me is that, that when it's all said and done, the, the entertainment aspect of it, you know, supersedes the, the, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the reality of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, mma and the ufc in particular is going more of that route where it doesn't matter about about who's the best it doesn't matter about matchups There's just like this is a fight that people want to watch and it's entertaining and entertainment and, and people these two talk very very well they talk poorly about each other and it's easy to build that fight um let's do that versus you know the time frame when it was like the best guys in the world are going to
0: fight and the outcome is the.
3: Hello?